and welcome back to the Pen for Pen podcast. My name is Joshua Atkinson, and we wrapped up week six of the college bowling season. We got lots of results to go over, as well as some news from the PBA regarding their new college tournament. So like I always say, let's get right into it. First tournament I got for you guys is the Colonial Lanes Classic. It was a NCAA event, and the winners were Sam Houston State with a total of 10,459, but NCANT was right there with them with a total score of 10,143. In third place, you had Tulane University with a score of 10,134, so right close to second was Tulane. And then in fourth, you had Louisiana Tech University, and then fifth was Vanderbilt. So really good teams in the top five. But then you go down a little further with number six and seven, Stephen F. Austin, who were the 2019 national champions, and then University of Maryland Eastern Shore. They just got a new head coach, but traditionally they've been very, very strong. There were 14 teams in this event, and like I said, it was really, really competitive. So, But congratulations to Sam Houston State for taking home a big win and making a statement early on in the season. The next NCAA tournament was the Bearcat Hammer Open. Arkansas State came away with the victory with a total score of 9,620. But the University of Nebraska was only 81 pins behind for second. Maryville University was your third place finisher with a total score of 9,433, while McKendry, the host of the competition, was in fourth place with a total score of 9,386. Rounding out your top five was Lewis University, who shot a score of 8,975. There were 16 teams in this event. There were pretty good schools here. Wisconsin-Whitewater, of course, Nebraska, Arkansas State, McKendry. You had Tusculum, who had an 8th place finish. They're doing great things at that program as well. But it was ultimately Arkansas State who came away with the win today. So congratulations to them as they move forward in the NCAA season. The final NCAA tournament was the Mercyhurst University Invite, and Duquesne's University was far and away the victor with a total of 10,023. In second place was Wilmington University with a score of 9,545, and then Medline College with a score of 8,913. There were eight teams in this bracket, and Mercyhurst University finished sixth, and they were the host team. But congratulations to Duquesne for a very impressive victory this weekend. Starting the USBC tournament, we have the Hammer Lions Classic for the men, and it was McKendry University who was able to pull out the win with a score of 9,000. 985. Lindenwood University was only 32 pins behind with a score of 6,953. 
And rounding out the top three was Newman University with a score of 6,890. There were 10 teams in this event, and they all battled really hard. But the top three teams were all in the hunt going for it, and they were right there to beat each other to win. On the JV side of things, McKendry's JV won was the number one team that day with a score of 6,849. Lindenwood University's JV1 came in second with a total of 6,629, while McKendry's JV2 came with a score of 6,264. There were eight teams in the JV event, but it was McKendry's JV1 that was able to win the JV portion and McKendry's varsity which was able to win the varsity portion. So congratulations to both teams. For the women at the Hammer Lions Classic, it was Newman University who won with a total of 6,795. Lindenwood University finished second with a total score of 6,327, while McKendry was in third with a total score of 6,210. There were 10 teams in this event for the varsity, and it was really a runaway with Newman University. They were ahead of second by 468. That means they did really, really good at maintaining the lead and doing all the things they needed to do to get the win there that day. In the JV division, it was Lindenwood who was the main force. They, Their JV finished first and second, and then Newman and Columbia were your third and fourth place finishers. So congratulations to Lindenwood's JV and Newman's varsity for finishing strong in the Hammer Lions Classic for the women. We have some conference play up next. It was the GLBC2 for the men. And Marin University, Wisconsin, was the leader with a total score of 10,157. Wisconsin Whitewater was in second place with a total score of 9,725. And Davenport University with a strong third place finish with a total score of 9,667. You had lots of the Wisconsin schools showing up and showing out and a few Iowa schools, but half the field were Wisconsin branch schools. There were 20 teams total in this event, and it was a really good chance to make a statement for your conference. In the JV division, Wisconsin Whitewater held the top two spots with JV1 coming in first and JV2 coming in second. You had Rock Valley's JV come in third place with a strong 8,727. And there were eight teams in the JV division, and it was pretty competitive throughout the entire event. But congratulations to Marion University, Wisconsin, for making sure that they were at the top of the conference that day. For the GLBC Women's, it was Davenport University 
Guwan with a total score of 8,195. But Marin University, Wisconsin was right on their heels, only down by 61 pins to take a second place finish. Viterbo University did well as well with a third place finish in placing with a total score of 7,990. There were seven total teams in the varsity division, but congratulations to Davenport University for winning this tournament. Final conference play we had this weekend was the Ohio Bowling Conference 2. We'll start off with the men. Muskegon University won with a total score of 7,496. Congratulations to them. They've been doing a really good job this year of doing what they need to do to stay on top of things. Coach Smith showing the entire sport of bowling, what he and his team wanted to accomplish, and he spoke about it on this very podcast. So I encourage you all to go check out that episode. Notre Dame College coming in second place with a total score of 7,272. Good for them. St. Vincent College with a strong third place finish, just inching out the University of Northwestern, who came in fourth only by a few pins. Rounding out the top five was Robert Morris University, Pennsylvania, doing what they need to do to stay consistent, stay up top, stay in contention. So good job on their end. There are 15 teams in this event for the varsity. And for the JV, it was Robert Morris University who took on the win with a score of 6,700, a nice round number. Notre Dame College, JV1, finished second with a total score of 6,604. And they actually tied Walsh, JV1, with a total score of 6,604. So congratulations to those top three teams. In the JV division, there were 11 teams total. So quite good competition for those players who are developing and honing their craft so they can move up to the varsity level. The Ohio Bowling Conference for the women, it was Notre Dame College who won with a total score of 6,765. Walsh University coming in second with a total score of 6,639. Ohio State making a strong statement with a total score of 6,582, just bumping Muskegon out of the top three by less than 100 pins. University of Rio Grande made your top five with a total score of 6,424. There were 15 teams in the women's event for the varsity. And for the JV, there were only four, with Notre Dame College winning the entire thing with a total score of 5,675. So congratulations to Notre Dame College for winning not just the varsity, but the JV portion of this event as well. Next, we have MSC Line Jordan Memorial for the men. It was Tennessee Southern, who won with a total score of 7,619. 
Savannah College of Art and Design finished with a total score of 7,497, while Weber finished third with a total of 7,378. Some good teams here. St. Francis was there. Pikeville was there. Cumberland was there. A whole host of teams were there, including Milligan and Blue Mountain College. There were 24 teams in this event, and it was quite competitive. For the JV, Tennessee Southern won with a total of 7,249, while Pikeville finished just second with a total score of 7,028. Tennessee Southern's second JV team finished third with a total score of 6,610. So good for both Tennessee Southern teams for doing well in the JV division and their varsity for doing well in their division. For the women, it was St. Francis who won with a total score of 7,266, while Weber finished second with a total score of 7,114. Tennessee Southern finished strong in third place with a total score of 7,092, while Emmanuel College makes one of its debuts for being their one of their first tournaments of the year, and they finished fifth overall, which is good for them as they're in the Conference Carolinas. There are 21 teams in this event for the JV, for the varsity women. For the JV women, it was Pikeville who stole the show with their JV2 team finishing with a total score of 6,626 while their JV1 team was at a score of 6,340. There were nine teams for the JV, so congratulations to Pikeville for getting the win, and St. Francis for doing what they needed to do to stay ahead in the rankings. For the MSC Thomason Ferris Memorial, for the women, Weber International won with a total score of 7,696, while the University of Pikeville finished short and came in second place with a total score of 7,479. SCAD Savannah finished with a total score of 7,740, so just barely missing second place, but they still had a strong finish on the week. University of St. Francis came in as your number four and had a strong showing, while Tennessee Southern did well as well, who came in number five. There were 19 colleges who participated in this for the women's varsity side, but for the JV, it was Pikeville who had a fantastic day. Their JV1 and JV2 were first and second, respectively. JV had a total score of 7,018 while JV2 had a score of 6,525. So congratulations to them for having an amazing day out on the lanes. Now that we got through all the tournament results, let's take a look at the ranking. So number for the men, number 1, 2, and 3 are still the same. St. Ambrose is still number 1 after having one 
a tier one event and coming second in another. They've done two events this year and are still firmly in first place. Mount Mercy is still in second place and McKendry is still in third place. SCAD, Savannah, they moved from 12th into 4th, so good for them. Weber International moved from 20th now to 5. They jumped quite a bit after having a successful weekend, winning one tournament and coming third in another tournament in a double weekend. So they've been doing really well. They came in fifth in a Tier 1 tournament, and they will be in attendance of another Tier 1 tournament coming next week. So it'll be interesting to see how things go with Weber International. Lindenwood moves down one spot. Marion moves down to seventh place after previously being in fourth. Pikeville moves up after being in 19th is now breaking the top 10 in 8th. Oklahoma Christian was in 6th, now is in ninth, And cutting off your top 10 is Wisconsin Whitewater, who was previously in 13th, but now moved up to slot number 10. You got St. Xavier, Tennessee Southern, Iowa Western Community College, Calumet College of St. Joseph, in Midland, all 11 through 15 in that order. Tennessee Southern had a phenomenal week, and the other teams have just been moving down just because of the success of other teams. Then you have Wichita State, who moved down the reigning defending national championships for the USBC portion. You got St. Francis who was previously in 35th but moved up to 18th after having a good outing this week. Judson University and Hastings both moved down five spots. Newman University jumped into 21st after previously being in 32nd. Kansas Wesleyan in 22nd. Rockville College 23rd. University of the Cumberlands made a jump from 37th up to 25th. Cutting off your top five is William Patterson University, who dropped this week after previously being in 17th. Some other notable shakeups were Muskegon University, after previously being in 52nd, jumped up to 28th, doing the things they need to do. Spring Hill College, Lawrence Tech, Baker, and Davenport all moved down seven places from where they previously were last week. Belmont Abbey, as well as Qantas College, moved down eight places where they were last week. So Belmont Abbey is currently sitting 34th. Next week, they will have a Tier 1 event in Marietta, Georgia. So their place is only temporary. They will continue to keep growing and growing and hoping to break that top 25 with a premier performance coming up soon. We had the University of Northwestern Ohio jump to 37th after previously being in 45th. And probably the biggest 
jump of the weekend was Tennessee Wesleyan College. Now, they're sitting in 49th, but they jumped 51 places. 51, that's a whole two pages on the ranking. They jumped 51 places to land in the top 50. So congratulations to Tennessee Wesleyan for persevering and getting out there. That's all we have for the rankings. Now let's get into this news about the PBA and college bowling. The PBA released its schedule this week, and on it was the inaugural PBA Collegiate Invitational Team event. It's going to happen in conjunction with the World Series of Bowling in Wisconsin and showcase the excitement and rising stars of the college ranks. And that's all that's really said about it on the PBA website. So I did some digging and asking around, and I was able to get more information on it. So the PBA collegiate event will feature the top four men's teams in the official USBC collegiate rankings following the Hoosier Classic at the end of February 2022. Those four teams will be invited to the World Series of Bowling, where they will bowl in a bracketed tournament of Baker games on TV as follows. Number one versus number four in match one. Number two versus number three in match two. The winners of those two matches will meet in race to two points match for the title. So that's the format going in. So that's really nice seeing the PBA have an event showcasing college bowling. Now, there should be some separation between college bowling and the professional ranks, but seeing future pros out there is really cool. As you may know, a lot of the pros bowled in college. You got the Tangs who bowled at San Jose State. You got Brad Miller, who, who bowled at Lindenwood, Chris Barnes, and Sean Rash, who bowled at Wichita State. All of these great bowlers who bowled in college, and you get to see them maybe future champions on this telecast in 2022. So it would be nice to see college bowling get some exposure. And I'm glad I was able to bring you all some more content and sharing this information with you. This information was provided by Joe Lawfer, the PBA public relations person. So thank you for answering my email and giving me a good answer that I could bring to my listeners. But for this episode of the Pin Fin Podcast, that's all I have. So I'll leave you all with this. The levels of success are good, better, best. So never let it rest till you're better than the best. See you all next week.